Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today, from the first chapter of Mark, And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath day Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. Dear friends of Christ, in the Old Testament lesson we learned about how God was going to send prophets and the people were supposed to listen. Listen to the Word of God. He was going to send an especial prophet, uh, a particular prophet, Jesus. And Jesus would speak the truth, and He would reveal Himself to be one worthy of being heard. Listen. Now, can you picture yourself sitting in a synagogue there in Capernaum? Uh, Capernaum is that city on the north side of the Sea of Galilee. So if you know your map of Israel, put yourself on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee, a small little town. If you visited there, um, the synagogue is, the remains of the synagogue still there. Now, uh, it's in the basement of a larger synagogue, (laughs) but the, the smaller synagogue, probably where Jesus was preaching, was the basement synagogue. And so it's a small little, small little synagogue Probably, oh, the size of a large uh, family room. Very large family room in your house. And the people would gather at synagogue, and, and, and you're there, okay? Now, I want you in your mind to put yourself back, you know, sitting there among the people. And the services were very similar. You had the invocation, and then you'd have the prayers and the readings and the offerings and the benediction. All that was there in the Old Testament. And then the people would listen to the rabbi stand up, and the rabbi would pontificate on different ideas that he wanted to share with the people that day. Not always scriptural, unfortunately. However, this day was different. You know, again, you imagine yourself sitting there, and all of a sudden you have, you're listening to the rabbi. But it's a visiting rabbi, and Jesus is speaking. Can you imagine... Can you imagine worshiping with Jesus? Can you imagine Him being the pastor leading you in worship today? Wow. Can you, can you see that in your mind? That would just be fantastic. And Jesus begins to teach. He teaches about the kingdom of God. That kingdom of God. That, that how God plants faith in your heart and how how God then, through the Holy Spirit, works faith in your heart and how God does all that, keeps you alive in God, brings you to the faith, helps you to grow. Now I want you to think about one of the most powerful sermons you've ever heard. You know, a pastor, and you, were, you remember that you were sitting in the congregation and you remember the pastor speaking and you remember the Holy Spirit moving upon you. And do you remember that? Do you remember what that felt like? Do you remember listening? Do you remember sitting there? Well, again, imagine yourself listening to Jesus with His mastery of Scripture. And He's speaking the most powerful sermon that you've ever heard about the kingdom of God, about faith living in your heart, saving faith alive in you. And you're mesmerized. You're filled with awe. Our text says the people were amazed. 
Because he preached with such power and he preached with such, with such authority. He preaches like he's God. Hmm. He preaches like he's God. Can you imagine that? Well, there's something also different about this day. Uh, in the middle of the service, as they're worshiping, as you're worshiping in the middle of that service, a man suddenly stands up, a man possessed by an evil demon. And he stands up, he interrupts the whole service. I know who you are, you're the Holy One of God. Can you imagine anybody standing up and interrupting our service? I mean, it doesn't happen that often, does it? And what would you do? Well, Jesus knew what to do. And he rebuked the evil spirit. He said, be silent, come out of him. And the man started to convulse and, and jerk and, and the demon fled. And you think, wow, this is one of the best services I've ever been to. Can you imagine that? Well, I want you to consider our theme, worshiping with Jesus. Are you listening? Okay, you still have, picture, have that, that picture in your mind? Capernaum, Jesus, that unforgettable day. You got to spend a whole day with Jesus. You got to see a demon cast out. Who are you going to tell? You're going to keep that event in your heart? Who are you going to share it with? How are you going to relate what just happened? And the people did. They went out and they shared and they told because the news of Jesus exploded. They listened and they heard and they told. They revealed Jesus to the world. How would you relate all that? Well, women, I know you'd have something to say. Men, you'd have something to talk about around the coffee table with your friends. But how would you say it? What did it mean to you? Now, I don't want to alarm your sensitivities because we've been imagining that we were there. We've been imagining that, that Jesus worshipped with us. But I don't want to alarm your sensitivities. But did you realize that Jesus is here with us today? That Jesus is here in the presence of His Word. And where His Word is spoken, the prophet speaks. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in My name, there I am in the midst of them. And how did Jesus get in the midst of us? Well, He suffered and He died and He rose again. And then He ascended into heaven so that now He not only is present among us spiritually, He's not only present among us in His proclamation of the Word, but He's also present among us in His body and blood. I want you to think incarnationally. I mean, kind of hitting that incarnational presence of God, that incarnational theology home the last few months. God lives in His people. Physically. Bodily. 
body and blood. And He's powerful to be there, to be present in you, and to be present among us. Listen, Jesus preached like someone that had power and authority. And He had power and authority to do that. He had power and authority to cast out the demon. And He has the power and authority to cast sin away from you, to cast darkness, the darkness of your sin far away from you. To drive the devil and your sins far, far from you. And Jesus has that kind of authority. He sends Satan packing. He sends your sin packing. And Jesus told the people, listen. Now, and the people were amazed at his teaching. And the Bible says they were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law, because the teachers of the law taught differently. The regular rabbis, the regular experts of the Bible, they taught differently. Because the teachers of the law, they were fond on taking the laws of the Bible and expanding them, making new laws, making new rules for the people, making new rules for the people to follow. They loved to pontificate. They loved to listen to themselves speak. There's a great danger in that, however, in spiritual pontification. You know what the danger is? The people start listening to the rabbi rather than listening to the word of God itself. They listen to what the rabbi has to say rather than what the Bible has to say. They listen to the wrong source, the wrong authority. And the power of God can't work in them. And religion then becomes a battle of opinions between one rabbi and another instead of the proclamation of God's truth. For example, Jewish rabbis pontificated on things like uh, what's, a, what's a Sabbath day's journey? And so they would talk about that and, and they decided a Sabbath day's journey because you couldn't work on the Sabbath and you couldn't travel on, uh, and travel on the Sabbath. So what is a Sabbath? How long can you travel before it turns into a sin? And they decided three miles. It's not in the Bible, but that's what they decided. You can't go more than three miles. It's a mortal sin. And then the other rabbis said, well, we'd like to go a little further. So they got together, they started talking, and they decided, well, you know, really, we could add another three miles to it if at the end of that journey you took something from your house and placed it there and made that your home. But whether you traveled three miles or rather you traveled six miles, it really didn't matter. They were pontificating. It was foolishness. Jesus didn't teach that way. Apparently these guys, and Jesus didn't like people who taught this way. Jesus doesn't like spiritual pontification, a bunch of pastors spewing their opinions. He calls them false teachers, and he had all kinds of nasty things to say about them. He said that they were whitewashed tombs. He said that they're venomous snakes. False teachers who were concerned about the outward obedience of certain rules 
forgetting about what's on the inside. Talking about all the outward obedience of how we're supposed to love one another and how we're supposed to take care of one another and how we're supposed to do the prayers each day and be obedient in your giving. And the teachers preached outward obedience, but they ignored the inward part. They ignored the sin within that because of our sinful hearts we're incapable of perfect outward obedience. They ignored the corruption part of the human heart. And Jesus wasn't pleased. And they seemed to ignore the devil in all his ways. I want to quote from a book about the devil and what, it, what they'd all ignored as they preached. The, the book is called The World of Flesh and the Devil. Wherever there is mischief afoot, Satan is sure to be involved. He's the one who precipitates wars. He encourages people in their lusts. Causes them to question the Word of God. Tells them they can play with sin. They can play with sin and win. Satan stands by every drunkard's side. He watches over the shoulder of every thief. He feeds words into the mouth of every blasphemer. Satan controls the minds and thoughts of every pornographer. And he sits behind, beside the statesmen of the world as they determine the destiny of the nations. Satan laughs silently beside the graves of his victims and claps with glee when they slide into eternity without the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Because they listened to the wrong people. They listened to the devil. And they lost their souls. Indeed, the teachers of the law left that out. They, they left out sin. They left out judgment. They left out Jesus. They left out Satan. And Jesus taught differently than they. Jesus told the truth. And the people didn't like the truth. Repent and change. Come to God and be saved. You know, Jesus often would start his message, I tell you the truth. The old King James, verily, verily, I say unto you. Truly, truly. I'm telling you the truth. And you can tell the difference between the truth and a lie if you understand the message but you can also tell the truth by the passion when jesus spoke and he spoke about the love of god when he spoke about the love of our heavenly father he spoke with such incredible authority it's like he knew the father's love personally in a powerful way the people would get convicted their hearts would be convicted. Now I'm going to talk about how difficult that is in our Bible study in just a little bit. About a couple of guys who the Holy Spirit tried to convict people's hearts and have them listen and they wouldn't. Well, Jesus spoke, the hearts would get convicted. They didn't always stay and listen, but their hearts were convicted in a powerful way. Jesus told the truth because he preached the truth. 
And God's truth is still spoken today. God's truth is still spoken in the power of God's spoken word. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus said, my words are spirit and my words are life. My words are powerful. Are you listening? Are you listening to what's being revealed to you this day in Epiphany? Are you listening to his words? Are you hearing the word as truth, as spirit, and as life? Jesus' word is different. Unfortunately, the teachers of the law, they had something else to say, as do many churches in the world today. They'll teach you all kinds of rules and all kinds of things, maybe how to, how to deal with anger or maybe how to deal with frustration or maybe how to be a better mom or maybe how to be a better dad, but there's not a whole lot there about sin and grace and repentance and the kingdom of God. These teachers of law taught about outward obedience only. Outward obedience. They also taught that the Lord will reward you for your outward obedience. No, Jesus taught the truth. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Nobody comes to me except through the uh, comes to the Father except through me. You want to get to the Father? There is only one way. You can't do it by your outward obedience. The Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. You need to be saved. Why? Because you're lost. You are condemned. You are sinners. Repent. You believe in the gospel and be saved. You know, when it comes to trying to get ourselves into heaven, we can't. When it comes to getting ourselves into the kingdom of God, we can't. But Jesus can. He has that kind of power and authority. Let me illustrate. Have you ever read that, children's, that old children's book, The Little Engine That Could? If you remember in the story, there's a whole bunch of uh, railroad cars filled with toys, and the toys need to go to the children on the other side of the mountain, and, and all the big engines refuse to do the job. But the little engine, he volunteers for the task, but there was a problem because the railroad cars were heavy and the mountain was steep, and he was a little engine. But you remember what the little engine said as he chugged up the mountain, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Well, that was a message of the false teachers. He left the people thinking, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. That's what we teach our, our kids today. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. But Jesus' message was different. Jesus told the truth. He taught as one with authority, and the people were amazed at his teaching. And the truth is this. There is nothing you can do to enter the kingdom of God, no matter how hard you think. Jesus said, it's my Father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. It's a gift. It's epiphany. And Jesus reveals himself, who he is. It's epiphany. We find out who he is. And today, we see him among the people. He's the prophet speaking. Are the people listening? 
He's the one with power and authority. He's the one speaking truth, spirit, and life. The power of His Word. It's epiphany. And last week, last week, if you remember, we find out that Jesus revealed Himself so that we might go tell others. Jesus revealed Himself so we might go tell others. Today, well, today we see Jesus preaching that we might listen. He's revealing Himself to you. Are you listening? Are you amazed? Every time the Bible is open, we should be amazed. Every time the Scripture pages are open, we should be enamored at the miracle of God with us, at the miracle of Jesus speaking. It's the third commandment. That's how important it is. Remember the Sabbath day. It means that you love God's Word, that you love to hear it, that you love to read it. And every time it's opened, you want to be there. You want to be at the Bible study. You want to be at church service. You want to hear the Word of God proclaimed. You want to do your devotions. And of course, in our sinless hearts, we say, oh yes, please give me more of God's Word. The third commandment, that we love it, that we obey it, that we want to learn it and study it. Are you listening? To the one who's preaching to you. His word, listen to me, he says. It's epiphany. And God is revealing himself to you. And is what he is saying going to change your heart? Is what he is saying going to change your mind? Is what he is saying going to change your life? Are you listening? God is coming to you today, and He's here in the power of His Word. He's here with that same authority to speak His truth and to deliver it to your ears. He's here to implant that Word of God to grow in your heart that the kingdom of God might live in you. The kingdom of faith and salvation and life. Well, I like the way we ended last sermon last week, so we're going to do it again because the song still fits. Hymn number 833, if you want to turn your hymnals at home. Uh, for those live streaming, of course, it'll be on the screen. Um, this Last week we sang the whole thing. Today, I just want to sing verse 3 because the whole thing applied last week to, to sharing, to listening, and to getting it out. Verse 3 talks about listening. Are you listening? So let's sing that. There are two parts. There's the pastor part of course, and the congregational part. Uh, the, the, the group over here and I will sing the, all, the, the, the leader part, and you will sing, the congregation will sing the all part. Listen. Jesus gave his man no. walking in your precepts. Listen, and 
And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and in life everlasting that you may depart in His peace. Amen.